Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else, which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all I should, but I keep working towards the day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. 2020, knowing him more and more, knowing me. Welcome to your Carl House and now, a senior pastor, Reverend Gilbert Osei. I've been up since 1 a.m. studying and praying to just come and teach. I just imagine I'll be in the same line with Paul. Yes, yes, next. Then he says, my Lord, I was in Capernaum, Gogota, Ephesus, over so-so-and-so branches were opened, so-so-and-so numbers were saved. The different discipleship Classes were opened. This happened. This happened. Next. Brad Gilbert. <laughs> I made a lot of kingdom millionaires. <laughs> Sometimes we, have, we, 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 we lose a picture of what really this life is about. If you really understand that the Bible was written just to teach salvation and everything is about salvation, that means as important as your daily bread, where you sleep, how comfortable life should be is, you can't minor the major and major the minor. You can be glued to Doing things that men will clap for you. Men will celebrate you. And you have no record in the real place where you are going to account for your life. I was talking to a pastor this week and I said to him, do you know there is no award for the car you drive? There is no reward for the area you lived in fact, there is no reward. Some ignorant parents who say, eh, I am going to give account for you. It's not true. There is no reward for the number of children you gave birth to physically. There is no reward for marriage, how good it was or how bad it was. Everything about the afterlife is spiritual. I've not started my message yet. This is a preamble, but it's good for you. Everything after this world. When Christ comes and we meet him and our bodies are transformed and we stay. That is why Jesus was asked the question. This woman married this man. The man died. And in our tradition, when you marry in a family and the person you marry dies, you marry the brother. That this case, the woman had married three, four brothers. What will happen on that day? 
Jesus said emphatically, in that world, there is no marriage. Because the question was, whose wife will she be? Because she had married Thank God for marriage. Whether you succeeded or you failed, it doesn't matter in the afterworld. So some people are so, they are putting all their life into marriage and neglecting eternal sacrifice. Putting all their life in their daily work. It's very good though. But all these things are temporal. So people are killing themselves. All their life is their career. They, can't, they don't sleep early. They wake up early. They are just wanting to make it. And sometimes it's for the applause of men. And they forget that this world is temporary. That a day is coming. We will stand before God. And how we spent our time. Not the office you went to. Not how many poor people you fed. It's good. Jesus spoke about feeding the poor. But accountability before God is what you did with the message of reconciliation that you received. And then Christians will be judged by the knowledge you had. You had knowledge of prayer. How effective were you prayerfully? Judgment shall begin. It's not, it shouldn't be begin. Judgment is in the house of God. Because unbelievers are already judged. If you don't believe in Jesus, there is no, what is he going to ask you? Because the qualification. It's like saying you are writing university exams when you didn't enter university. How can they be checking your results in Legon when I didn't go to Legon? So judgment can never be for everybody. No. What I did with my money as a child of God, I will account for. What I did with my time. So that watch this. That there was a day, there's a funeral like today. I have a funeral and it's raining heavily nonstop. And I pass through the rain to go to the funeral. And then there's another day, there was church service and it rained. And I gave an excuse that the reason I didn't go to the service was because of the rain. But I had promised Mr. Mensah I was going to come for his mother's funeral. So because I promised Mr. Mensah, even though it is raining, I don't want Mr. Mensah to think I'm a liar. So I want to please Mr. Mensah, or because of what Mr. Mensah did for me some time ago, I owe him this one. Then I go through anything to please a man. But when it comes to the things of God, I have every excuse Every excuse. And you know the funny thing? You can give pastor excuse. You can give yourself excuse. 
you can't give God an excuse. Let me put it in a better way. You can lie to me about your reason. You can encourage yourself in a reason because men have limits. But the God you are going to account for. The Bible says even our thoughts, he knows. So the thought behind your excuse is aware. So what are you actually going to tell him? All these things, all these things, or how we live our Christian life and every day is, is as a result of what we have been told, what we know. So there are certain things you don't know. Oh, now it's coming to clarity for you. You can't go back and take Christianity for granted. Better still take your Christianity because Christianity is a personal work. And then it's a collective work. So my personal work, and then collectively as saints, we have an assignment one to another. Anytime I talk about people come to church, I quote a particular scripture in Hebrews that says, provoke one another into good works. And he says, forsaking not the assembly of the saints. So one of the things we owe ourselves the responsibility to encourage one another not to forsake coming to service. You see, if God has entrusted the salvation of men to us, you need to be trained to train others. So if you are not trained properly, how will you train others? I see how some people are so passionate when they hear where they want to share with people. Sometimes I'll get a call. Uh, Papa, please, you said this. Can you remind me of this? You see, that, that's what it is. That you, you are taught to teach others. Because they can't know. Angels don't preach the gospel. God did not give the preaching of the gospel to angels. He gave it to us. So somebody's spiritual growth is dependent on you. If somebody did not speak to you, will you be here? You won't be here. So why are you also not doing the same for another person? Then there is the question of, hey, but I've been telling you they don't hear. When they told you once, did they tell you once and left you? Why are you giving up on people? One of the things I try and I pray about that God help me not to give up on people. Because some are silly, some are stupid, some are everything you can think about. But I remember how stupid, silly I was. I remember sometimes 2 a.m. I'm talking to Pastor Chris. I forgot he's a human being. Then one day I remembered, hey, now Papa, on that. Sometimes I am studying. I have gotten a question. It's baffling. How, 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 how? This can be. And I don't even have the patience to wait till 6 a.m. Or say, hold on, I'm sending a message. Within minutes, no, I responded. Sometimes he shows me the thing, I don't get it. I don't get it. I argue with myself. He says, take your time. And I say, I should take my time, Bill. Or come and hear here. 
Gilbert, take your time and read the thing. No, 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 Last time, on my 17 series, just for one question. To prove that there is no scripture that says we are gods. A simple question. Ye are gods. I heard Jesus say it. Because he read it well. Because Jesus was quoting from the Old Testament. And if he's quoting from the Old Testament, what did the Old Testament scripture mean? I had to call somebody who had a book in Koforidia. Mitiaka, me a kofor book nearby. Yes, a book, Mr. Sayer. So, which page? Or she start from the beginning. But <laughs> see, you don't, you can't get the truth, defend the truth, looking for just answers. Take the pain of learning things the right way. Because you need to teach somebody. Take the pain. That is why Paul said to Timothy, steady, steady to show yourself approved. And that word steady is spodazo, which means be diligent. Effort. Then he uses a workman. That means it's not, the scriptures is somebody's life. Say, Micah won't try. If I say something that is not right, I'm messing your life up. So I can't just come and start saying things like that. It has to take pain several all night just to preach a, four, a, a what one hour, 20 minutes message. Sometimes I study for 14 hours per message. Yes. Per message. And I have to go over it, make sure. Because it's not only you. Who will walk around me with some questions? These messages go different places. And the moment you are forwarding it to people, it's gone. So if you are wrong or right, it's there. You can't retrieve it. So I can't just come and say whatever I like just to excite you. That's why one topic, sometimes I can take three months. The number of things I have learned, I can say, I should be rushing it. No, we don't rush teaching. That's why I tell you that when you go out to evangelize, don't rush the teaching. You want to teach salvation to somebody in one day. Are you serious? No. It is not a rush. Knowledge is progressive. You don't rush knowledge. I'm telling you, there are some things you won't understand today. In some years' time, you will get it better. So you open up your heart to learn. You open up your heart to teach. Take your time. There were things I argued. Hey, there's a message on divine prosperity, Jesus. It took me six months. I will study and go and argue to prove to Pastor Chris that his teaching on if you sow a seed, God can make you a rich man is wrong. More than six months. So when I see people argue, I laugh. 
because I've argued before. Like the blood of Jesus story, theories. Nobody loved the blood of Jesus more than me. It was my serious weapon. Those superpower things. The blood of Jesus. movie. You know those movies. Now, see, now, 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 Anybody can print anything. The potency is in the word of God. That's why at a point, Pastor Dr. Abel was trying to explain that the Bible is not the word of God. People were, hey, what is he saying? He's just saying that this thing is not the word of God. The word of God is the word of God. So we have to understand, you see, we have to always be reminded the consciousness of the fact that there is judgment for whatever we do. You have to, you can't get, it's important you understand that some are laboring for men and they don't have any labor for God. Laboring for men. They are plus of men, they are colleagues of men, positions of men. The same way you work for men, you promote you, you increase your salary. The same way in the kingdom of God. Your labor comes with crowns. Comes with crowns. Amen. Your labor comes with crowns. It's very important that you get that. I really thank God we did service today. And yes, sir. And the kind of things, work we are going to do at the back. I'm very, very happy that we had service at this time. Okay, about 6 o'clock around here, call ya. Anka diobesi, nebesi woyechi. Okay, let's get to our message. I hope you can hear me. So, when is the miraculous? When is... Should I step forward? When is the miraculous? Number one for today. Believing for a miracle. Believing for a miracle. Is not peculiar to Christians. Believing for a miracle. Is not peculiar to Christians. Believing for a miracle is not peculiar for Christians. What I simply mean is that it is not only Christians 
who can believe for a miracle? Some years ago, I used to think that it's only Christians that can make money. Making money is not peculiar with Christians. So believing God for a miracle is not peculiar to Christians. Next point. Because a man who is not a believer can also believe for the miraculous. A man who is not a believer a man who is not a believer can also believe for the miraculous or for a miracle. Again, we said you must be ready or you must have a ready attitude for a miracle. You must have a ready attitude for a miracle. For a miracle to happen to you, you must have an attitude, an already attitude. I can put it as you must be expectant of a miracle. I gave an example yesterday that there was a conversation between Pastor Chris and a man. And the man said, this one, it will only take a miracle. And then Pastor Chris shouted, I believe in miracles. So it doesn't matter whether it's a spiritual thing, a physical thing, you can believe for a miracle and a miracle will happen. Are you with me? Is it clear? Next point. We said that you must believe in miracles more than your feelings. You must believe in miracles more than your feelings. You must believe in miracles more than your feelings. What does it mean? Sometimes you are feeling afraid. Sometimes you are feeling you can't have it. Sometimes you may be feeling this thing would bring me to problem. But you don't listen to your feeling. Believe beyond how you are feeling that a miracle can happen. I must believe beyond my feelings. Are you here? I must believe beyond my feelings. Can I tell you how feelings act? Watch me. You see, feelings are only based on happiness. Either something you heard, something you saw. 
So feelings are so natural. If they tell you, yesterday when we closed and I realized they scored Ghana 3-0. Football fanatics, no. I couldn't believe it. From the time I started supporting Ghana, so I was angry, I was sad, and then I went to look at the highlights, and I was even more angry. So what I saw was what was generating the feeling. Then, whilst I was studying at dawn, I realized that the LA Lakers were playing with Miami Heat. And I feel the LA people have been enjoying too much victory. I have been supporting Miami to at least take it to the next round. And then they won. And I was excited. Yay! One person who football made me sad, the next minute, basketball. That's feelings. You can hear good news and smile, hear bad news. So you can't rely on feelings when it comes to miracle. Miracle is beyond the natural. And all these feelings are natural. Does it make sense? Miracles are natural. It is your feeling. It is what you are seeing. It is an information you are told that creates your feeling. But when it comes to miracle, it's beyond what you are seeing, what you are hearing, what you are feeling. I'll take it again. When it comes to miracle, it's beyond what you are seeing, what you have heard. The pain... You are feeling when it comes to miracle, it is supernatural. I believe beyond the natural. When it comes to miracle, I believe beyond what is currently happening. Are you here? Like some things happen, they say, hey, wait, it's just a miracle. Last week, I was watching Man U versus Tottenham. First half before service. Within seconds, 30 seconds of the first half, Man U has a penalty. I knew it. They give them free penalties. And Stevie will be enjoying in his house. Fake penalties. Then it's 30 seconds into the game, Old Trafford. I said, this one will take a miracle for a win. And honestly, it took a miracle. <laughs> Within two minutes, 1-1. One, one. Five minutes, 2-1. And I came to church, and the rest was like Opokuari versus Presek. <laughs> what? <laughs> So a miracle is beyond what I see, what I feel, what I have heard. A miracle is beyond that. Are we good? 
Again, we learned that the power of God you can put into bracket which demonstrates a miracle is creative. The power of God that brings the manifestation of a miracle is creative. The power of God that brings the manifestation of a miracle it is creative in nature. The power of God that brings the manifestation of a miracle or that causes a miracle to happen is creative in nature. The power of God that causes a miracle to happen or the power of God which is the miracle, I said to you that the same Greek word for power is the same for miracle. Dunamis and dunamos. So, it's all power. Without the power of God, you can't have a miracle. So, the power of God that causes a miracle to happen is creative. What do I mean by it's creative? The power of God can create what was not there. The power of God can create what was not there. So if there is something missing in your body, if there is something missing in your life, the power of God can create that lack. Are you following? That is why a woman who have had a surgery and her tubes have been removed, which by doctor's observation can say that without those tubes you can conceive, a miracle can make that same woman conceive. Is that clear? So, because we said miracles are not logical. So when I will be asking questions, how can she tell us she gave birth without tubes, without a womb. Then we say this is a miracle. I remember in 2014 in Worry Delta State. My first ministration in Church of God Mission. That is the late Ben Sinidaosa's church in Wari. I called an old woman. Oh, she's not old woman. She was 54 then. 54 years. 54. If you understand the human body, 54 years it is impossible for her to have a child but the spirit of the Lord said to me to tell her that in 12 months she would have a child she told me her system has jammed up 
so she can't tell. When she is in the right position to conceive. So how would this happen? I said the Lord said. So a miracle does not make sense. And she gave birth. That was a very unique testimony for me. Until a man of God I know. In the same state, Dr. Akoria, he's late. Oh, man. He was also in his 60s. His wife gave birth to their first child at 64. 64. Six four. She had always said, Prophet, I will carry a baby in my womb before I leave this earth. And when I met her, she was going to sister. But she used to say it too. So I was shocked to hear that she had conceived. When her waters broke. No, no, no. I heard the doctors advise her not to go to the labor ward to try and push because of her age. She said all her life, she had said she was going to push to have a child. She didn't say she was going to do caesarean. Obiaka then or say. That is what she has said. She said that before she had, she conceived. So who is coming to stop her? Nobody could stop her. The woman pushed and gave birth to a son. I saw the son. Guess what? When the child was two years, the woman died. She said she would give birth before she dies. Six day four. We again said that you cannot calculate a miracle. Science will prove it impossible. Science will prove that this cannot happen, but it happened. We have a precedence in the Bible. <laughs> Abraham was 100, wife 90. Or you have forgotten. Abraham was a hundred years. When his wife Sarah was 90 years. They have even exceeded monopause. The man was papaposis. And the woman was monopausis. Because 190. No. But he gave birth. Even <laughs> Sarah, she thought God was speaking in a figure of speech. So she told her maid to get pregnant so that the word of God will come and pass. 
the word of God has potency. So the word of the Lord came to you and said, I said, I, I'm talking about Sarah, your wife. I'm not speaking in figure of speech. I'm speaking in literal terms. And Sarah was with a child at 90. 90. In case you are not aware, Abraham didn't give birth to one or two. Go and find out. Like they say, as the floodgates were open, he also opened himself. Abraham a warrior. Are you here? Next, we said that the power of God is restorative. The power of God is restorative. The power of God, it is restorative. What does it mean? The power of God can restore what has been lost. We serve a God that can supernaturally replace what is lost. So he can do what is not there and he can replace what has been taken. Let me make it literally for you again. You can do a surgery and they will take off your womb. God can put back a womb. That's the best way I can explain it. They can take away your toes. God can replace your toes. I'm saying the power. I'm not saying logically. I'm saying supernaturally. The power of God can restore what has been taken. I'm saying it. Let me say it literally again. Somebody can take something that belongs to you. The power of God can give it back to you. Are you here? Yeah. Can be given back to you. That's why you can go to a place, they will say no to you. You go there again, they will say yes. The power of God. Power of God. Then we said again that the power of God is curative, meaning the power of God has the ability to cure. Hear me? As you are writing this, that the power of God is curative, which means the power of God can cure, you have to understand that there is no disease, sickness, infirmity that the power of God can cure. There's nothing like that. There is nothing that is beyond the power of God. There is no situation that the power of God cannot. So you see, when you read through scriptures, we will see various sicknesses. A woman who was bent. All her life, she's not been able to lift herself up. Jesus touched her and she was straightened. A blind eye, a crippled feet, a lame, 
a deaf and dumb. Leprosy. Leprosy. You see the beauty? Oh, thank God for tomorrow. I, I, I trust God that I'll be led to teach you about there's something unique about how miracles happen and how healing takes place. Do you know that Jesus did not pray for those lepers? And uh, <laughs> we don't understand the Great Commission. That's our problem. Before Jesus said we should go out, he said something though. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has what? Been given to me. Every sickness is caused by the devil. Even if your carelessness made you, let's say you ate too much and you got jaundice. Sicknesses are of the devil. So when Jesus took the authority over the devil, which is sickness is also as a result of sin, the power of sin brought all these things. Now power has been made available. Don't let me teach you tomorrow's message today. So Jesus stands afar and says, go and show yourself to the priest. Uh -uh. Have you seen how their skins have turned into? He just said, go. He didn't say, I am a son of God. In my authority as a son of God. Go and show yourself to the priest. Guess what? They knew. That you can't go and show yourself to the priest. Talk of enter the city if you are not cured. We have learned that miracles happen when you what? When you believe. So they believe that if they are not cured, they can't go. And they knew who told them that they should go and show themselves. They knew that this man is the man who has been healing people. Bible says, blind man Bartimaeus, he was sitting at the wayside and heard that Jesus was passing. He inquired. They said, this man, he's been healing the sick. So he could not allow the man who has been healing the sick to bypass him. He screamed, son of David, son of David, have mercy on me. Because he knows who Jesus is. And he saw again. So when Jesus said, go and show yourself, they believed in his word. They believed. The power of God can cure irrespective of the sickness. It doesn't matter the complication. It doesn't matter what the scan is saying, what the lab report said. If only you believe, all things are what? And Jesus in that contest was dealing with sickness. So if we put it in contest, if you believe, all 
sicknesses are curable. All sicknesses. All sicknesses. Say, I believe in miracles. Oh, I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. I believe. Again, we said that if I expect a miracle, then I must be careful of the media. If I expect a miracle, I must be careful what I consume. Why? Why is pastor saying I must be careful? If a man can spend hours discrediting Christianity, discrediting the power of God, proving that every man of God is fake, you can't expect God to use a man of God to bless you and you go and listen to such junk. You can't. You can't expect to receive a miracle which does not come from God direct, but from men of God. And everything that you hear about men of God are negative. You can't. God doesn't use angels to bless. He uses men. So if a man has dedicated his time empowered by the devil to discredit, they even went far to even discredit Christianity. Somebody said, Pastor, and please, I heard that Christianity is the white man's religion. I said, whether it's for blue man, I am saved. Look, I know what I have believed. Whether it's blue man religion, yellow man religion, can you save me? I have seen the power of my salvation. I have seen what my belief has done for me. So I'm not going to waste time listening to negative about Christianity. I guard my heart. I don't listen to people who want to prove that Christianity is a myth. If Christianity is not real, what else can I have? I can't be a Muslim. I can't be a Buddhist. So let me take my Christianity like that. And I have done this for too long for anybody to tell me otherwise. I have experienced the power of God. I have seen men saved because I just preached the gospel. I have seen men experience the power of God. I, for 27 years, 26 countries of the world, I have seen people testify of what the God that I served did. Then you want to use five minutes to tell me he doesn't exist. Maybe he doesn't exist in your world. But in my world, I have too many proofs. I need no arguments. I need no, I need no, take your, take your explanation. I've seen too many lives blessed by this God for you to tell me he doesn't exist. My life has been transformed because of him. Nobody can tell me otherwise. I don't want to hear. I want to hear what promotes my faith, what builds my faith up. I am expecting a miracle. You you have no challenges. 
Uli how? Two bet bet here and Kwasiasem. I know where I'm coming from. Ye wo me wan toa. And to any man and me free say, Yen yame and kame yawai. So what are you talking about? As you believe in what? That if Christianity is real, it should not be promoting slaves. You are ignorant. That's why you are seeing the word slave literally as what you know as slave. In case you don't read well, read and see. The Bible says Paul called himself Paul, a slave of Christ. Words are fine meaning in contest. And anybody can twist the Bible to teach any nonsense. But that's why you need to know the character of the God you serve. The Bible has never promoted another man over another man. The Bible even does not make women lesser than men. So if you are reading it that way, it is how you are reading the Bible. It's how. Even men of God are to call ourselves servants. Paul, a servant of God. That same word means slave. So this same Bible... Somebody think an apostle means somebody with a special anointing. That one cry is good. In this same Bible, somebody thinks that bishop, bishop, means you have anointing. Or you should have big stomach. The word bishop is simply pastor. It's not a title they do ordination for. If you read your Bible very well, I'm telling you, hear me. There is no ordination. For being called a bishop. Big shop. Forgive me, slip of time. You will free me. Edit this one out. I guess what, listen. The word bishop simply means shepherd. Somebody who oversees flocks. It is not a position that comes with money or rank. I don't even know what to say. Ah, I heard, oh Jesus, I heard Pastor Chris say something. I laughed, I called him. He said, the title is not as funny as the dressing. That what they were is what the Levitical priest in the Old, Old Testament. That's what our so-called bishops are wearing now. At least come to New Testament, come to the four Gospels and wear what Jesus they were wearing. Those things that they wear, their heart, that was what Moses directed them. And you wear such things and you think it's a rank or a position or anointing? No, don't do that. Don't do that now. So that if Pastor Gilbert and Bishop Francis meet, he say he's a bishop, oh, he's a bishop. But pastor and bishop is the same word. Am I not a shepherd? Paul says, is anybody desires to be a shepherd? Overseer, oversee people. Do I not oversee you? Do I not worry you to wake up at 4 a.m.? To pray, am I not overseeing you? So call me bishop. 
Mamfaz, Mamfaz. Bishop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, you just have to read well. I don't know who did that. And we are even adding things to the bishop. It's for another day. Let me tread cautious. Hmm. Hmm. I said you must be careful of the media because what dominates your mind will direct what you believe. The reason I must be careful what I read, what I listen to, is that what dominates my mind directs what I believe. What dominates my mind, it directs my belief system. What it simply means is that what I am hearing, hearing, hearing will create a belief system. Before Yaka House changed our message to preach the gospel, there was something we were preaching that created a belief system. We believed that the only place God heard us very well was at Tria Mountains. Last night, I received a call. He said, hey, Papa. Can you imagine if this was the old Yaka house? By now we'll be swimming in oil. It's a fair free so That we have had laying on of hands with no oil. The power of God was still here. And I'm saying, yes, I remember everybody will not sleep that day with because of the oil on it. Only me a share one bottle good home. Jesus. So, what dominates your mind directs your belief. I can't believe that your car house have gone three years without the bottle of oil. It's unbelievable. We have gone two years without eating bread and drinking vinto. Amazing. And can you imagine what filled our mind was that when we eat it, then we are forgiven? Don't you feel more forgiving than eating the bread? Because they go to the fact that I didn't cry me Anytime we, 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 I think of communion service, I remember Antina. She always has to come with a white dress and sanctimoniously present the tray. And they, even the tree, you know, there are special people carry the tree. The Ark of Covenant. <laughs> you can't just come near the table. Near the net. Oh. And then before the thing will come. You know the funny thing? That, that communion was in somebody's car. The person carried it normally. Yet, when you are, you are waiting for the ushers to bring your own, then when you take it, when I tell you to open it, you open it. Are you ready? Oh, I don't know anymore. Bye, you, Pablo. 
Enko. Next point. I said what dominates your mind will direct what you believe in or believe for. What you believe in or you believe for. Do you know when you go to a village where there's no Facebook, there's no media, there's no negative reports about the power of God. People in villages believe in power more than we do. The reason is twofold. One, most of these people, or let me not use most, some of these people are idol worshippers. And in idol worshipping, they believe in the supernatural. Idol worshippers believe in the supernatural. They have a strong belief for the supernatural. So it is very easy. I remember those days we used to do crusades. Their belief is so high. You meet somebody who is not so educated, who is not influenced by what is being said on air about God, about the power of God, about men of God. Their belief for the supernatural is very high. And the second is, the, I said the first is the fact that because of idol worshipping, they believe in the supernatural. So they know power exists. They know. They know power exists. They have seen power, even though in a negative way they have seen power. Then the second one is the fact that they don't have Facebook account. So they are not consuming junk to affect what they believe. Because sometimes on this social media are certain informations that are not inspired by God. But these villagers, they know power exists. So when you tell them the power of God, is going to do this. Boom! They believe. Because they may have experienced power. And number two, they don't have a wrong information about the man of God who is saying that the power of God is going to move. So their belief is high and they easily experience the supernatural. But when you tell an educated man, woman who is always on social media reading things, when you say the power of God, eight stories will come to their mind. Eh, power. Power. Where is that power going to come from? Sometimes what is hindering you from Experiencing the power of God is too much education. You analyze almost everything. 
Sometimes what is hindering you is that you have heard too much negative things. I said to you the last time, this same Jesus who went about doing good, he went to his own village. He couldn't heal one person. Jesus, he went to his own hometown on earth. The Bible says he could not. Because their attitude towards him. Is this not Joseph's son? And yet Joseph abandoned Hey, Joseph Abeku. Bible says he could not. Because then Jesus said a prophet is not honored in his own town. Perceptions can obstruct you from receiving. Not obstruct the power of God. It can obstruct you from receiving a miracle. So that sometimes, because of you, you have too much filler. So you can be saying amen, but the amen has too many questions in the amen. But these folks who are in these villages, why do they easily see the power of God? Like I said, I was watching the crusade by the man of God who has taken over from Renard Bonke, and I saw the villages. The villagers, blind eyes, cripples were walking because there is not much to affect their belief system. There is not much. They don't know the man. He came and he's saying the power of God is going to heal them. Do you believe you walk? They believe they will walk. You there, you can even analyze the person's shoe. Say, shoe your shade. So, people experience the power of God because not much distractions in their mind. Are you here? I have to remind myself that the power of God is creative, the power of God is restorative. The power of God is curative. Are you here? Note this. Yes, they are lying wonders. Yes, they are lying wonders. Lying miracles. But I first believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. Even though they are fake miracles, they are lying miracles. Some are saying things that are not true. I have gone on radio. Oh, it's not long. It's not long. When they pointed out to me, 
I saw some guys standing downstairs, because where I go and preach, there are about three radio stations, and they were all holding phone down there. So one of the workers said, do you know what they are doing? I said, no. He said, they are calling the station to give testimony. But they came with the pastor. So they will call, hey, Ajimanye, me free free. Agege, so in a station. So yes, there are lying spirits, lying wonders, fake miracles. But I first believe in the miraculous hand of God. I believe in the power of God. I believe in it. So somebody walks to me and said, do you know there are a lot of fake miracles? There are fake miracles and me, I don't believe that God can heal. I laughed because I have experienced miracles before. Apart from the ones that I experienced in my own body, I have also seen others. So I am not the person to tell me God cannot do it. You are, ah. I was not having a normal pain or waist pain that Echobam can cure. I'm talking about I was paralyzed. From my waist down. That when I pass water, I don't feel it. I don't know. I don't even know I have. Till another comes to tell me, why have you soiled yourself? And doctor's report said, there was no way I would be able to recover strength. I was knocked down by a bus, not a car. A bus that was running at a top speed knocked me. I went up and came to hit the road. So if you are telling somebody about fake miracles, know who you are talking to. I have seen genuine miracle. I have seen genuine miracle. When my, is, this called, is it called scan? Yeah, yeah. They showed, you see, x-ray, sorry. They showed on the x-ray how from my waist down is damaged. Apart from the impact of the bus, the impact of the fall, What are you talking about? And you tell me that the power of God does not exist? When Coco Clinic has the report, they have it. And they told me, I can't walk again. They brought a psychologist to talk to me. To start accepting life. That I'm better off. Somebody's dead. I should thank God I'm alive. At least I can eat. That's what they told me. And I saw an angel. I saw an angel. I saw an angel touch me. And instantly, not the following week. Not after, if it was even after two years, we we'll say the medicine. I had the accident. It was a Saturday afternoon. By the following week, Saturday, I was walking on my own. 
I said the nurses in the hospital were running when I was coming. They thought I was there because at the point I was unconscious. They couldn't believe that 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I was walking in the ward, excited. They saw me. They just cleaned me up. So how are you walking? When we just clean you up after you saw yourself. I believe in miracles. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God that heals and cures. I believe. I believe in the power of God that suspends what scan reports are saying, what S-rays are saying. I believe. I believe. Next point. We must deliberately create an atmosphere of miracles. We must, I must deliberately create an atmosphere of miracles. How do I do that? One, I must have faith in the word of God. I must have faith in the word of God. Where I believe in God's word without a doubt. Me, GD said God will come through. I believe God will come through. I believe God will come through. I believe. I believe God will come through. I believe. I believe this pain has ended. I believe. I believe this sickness has left my body. I believe. So I create the atmosphere for a miracle by having faith in the word of God without a doubt. You create your own atmosphere. You don't allow anybody to be speaking negativity around you. Create your own atmosphere. You create an atmosphere around you. Sorry. You create an atmosphere for miracles where what is around you ensures it is easy to believe for a miracle. I take that again. This is very important. I must always create an atmosphere for a miracle. How do I do that? Where what is around me is ensuring it is easy for me to believe in a miracle. I create the atmosphere by ensuring that all that is around me, all that is around me, is ensuring that it is easy for me to believe for a miracle. I told you, because I wanted to see people healed, miracles, I've been creating the atmosphere by watching other men of God praying for the sick. Create that atmosphere. What you see, what you hear can impact you. Create the atmosphere. Don't be listening to people with negative reports. Create the atmosphere where it is easy to, to be testimonial. You hear. That's why sometimes when I teach you, I give you examples of it. So that you have a reference point. It has happened to me. It can happen to you. Are you here? If it has happened to somebody, it's the same God that is inside you. It's the same God. It's the same God. 
We'll be studying two case studies and then we close. One is the woman with the issue of blood. The woman with the issue of blood. In Mark chapter 5. This is a woman, I'm sure everybody has heard her story. She had been sick for several years. Look, we are going to take a case study of how miracles happen. And you will follow how to create an atmosphere. Several years. We say somebody has been sick for many years. Master, 12 years is not a joke. 12 solid years of bleeding. Hmm. 12 solid years. If Mark says she's been bleeding for 12 years, that means she has been bleeding for 144 months. That is 12 times 12. 144 months. Non-stop. 144. Hmm. Imagine you are going for a doctor's appointment every two weeks. Every two weeks, you have a doctor's appointment for bleeding. So if it's 144 months times two, it's 288. 288 times you are seeing a doctor. Every two weeks, I'm sure she will become a case study for students in the medical school. So they'll come, hey, see this woman? She's had this issue for this years. And they have tried several methods of cure on her. And the Bible says she grew worse. If you have a particular challenge that you are sitting in the house, it's different from you are moving from doctor to doctor. The Bible uses the word she has suffered in the hands of many physicians. She will turn into a guinea pig. Yeah, the neighbor experiment. Obi kwa ye drove for Obi or the neighbor corner. Going to the hospital that number of times. Imagine it. And she never grew well. The Bible said she grew worse and worse. Can you imagine when women are experienced the five days in a month, their mood change, some feel weak, some vomit, some roll. So imagine you are going through this every day, 365 days times 12. Every day. So it is not... A sickness that it comes today, then it's gone tomorrow. No, 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 no. Bleeding. Every day. Not for two years. Twelve months. 
12 years. 12 years. It's a case study. So sometimes in case studies, you have to ask questions. Why did the Bible write 12 months? Sorry, why did the Bible write 12 years? To tell us the number of years the sickness has been. Why? It's for us to know what the power of God can do. If a challenge that was every day for 12 years. So he's telling you it was not just one month. So that you say your case is different. 12 years. And she got healed. It is to show you what the power of God can do. So when cases are written and years are attached, number of years it took Sarah to conceive, it is to point to you what the power of God can do. So such details are not just written. They are written for us to understand the situation well. The stress you go through. Somebody will complain, since I got married, I've been going to the hospital. How many years ago? Since after I had my first child. How many years ago? How consistent is that pain? This is just one of the challenges. We have seen cases where from birth, a man has been blind from birth. The man is now 50 years. The one we read last time, he says when the spirit enters, it throws him into fire. Have you ever imagined you have a son that has an issue that when the issue gets worse, the spirit shakes your child and throws your child into fire. And when Jesus asked, he was told that it has been from birth. So if every time he has crisis, he enters into fire. Can you imagine how his body will be looking like? The heartbreak the family will be going through. To see, sir, your child is putting his head into fire. Uncontrollably. I'm giving you details so that you know that you don't have an issue. To believe for a miracle, sometimes you see what God has done before. It will make you know you don't have an issue. Because people have worse issues. Even your child, when you talk, they can talk back. What about the person that the child can't talk? But cutting himself. There was another issue Jesus met. They had to change the person in the cemetery. Because when the spirit stirs up itself, he cuts himself with stones or cuts others. 
Again, it's a case study. Because the woman was a Jew, she was familiar with healing. Jews have heard and seen the healing power of God. So Jesus' healing will not be her first time of hearing of healing. And for her, after 12 years of moving from one doctor to another, one physician to another, one healing shop to another, and she still heard of Jesus, and she still went, that takes a lot of belief. Because sometimes you get tired. You get tired of the same issue you start accepting it as part of your life. 12 years. So some of us, you have some people in our life, they will tell you, hey, if God would have healed you, he would have healed you long ago. Such people delete from your life. How has it, how has it lingered for this long? Let's look at Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Please turn your Bible and listen. Mark chapter 5, reading from verse 25. Mm -hmm. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, Mm -hmm. and had suffered many things of many physicians, had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all How that can treatment had. be cause of it? Let me see. I deny here. Triologues suffered many things of many physicians. Not and one physician, many physicians. And had spent all that she had. And what? Had spent all that she had. She has spent all. So it's not the fact that they are damaging her body with that resource. She has also spent all that she had. She has spent all that she has. And was not bettered. And she was not getting better. But rather grew worse. But rather grew worse. So, it could not only just be bleeding, she's bleeding. If she's growing worse, it means that the bleeding is having an effect on herself. In other areas. If she's just bleeding, maybe she can manage it. But I'm sure bleeding has made her anemic. It's causing other things. So it will cause shame. She can't have marriage. She's known a certain woman with the issue of blood. Continue, my dear. Verse 27. 27. When she had heard of Jesus. 27. When she had heard of Jesus. 27. When she had heard of Jesus. When she had heard of Jesus. Came in pressed behind. Oh my God. And touched his garment. Hold on for a minute. What do you think she would have heard? We have to answer this question. After all, she has suffered in the hands of physicians and she's growing worse. What would she have heard that would make her come 
for a miracle. I don't think what she had heard was what the media was saying negatively about Jesus. Oh, this false teacher. Because some people call Jesus a false teacher. Or, oh, that guy that was born that we don't know who his father is. What did she hear? That made her go. Because ladies and gentlemen, the stories of Jesus were not all palatable. What did she hear? For her to have belief that if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Sometimes when people know negative about men of God, they think they know things. But you can know, but have a wrong knowledge. You can know. But your knowledge about men of God, is it a good one or a bad one? You can be filled with wrong information and it can stop your miracle. It can stop you from experiencing the power of God. It can stop you. When she heard of Jesus and she went to see Jesus, that means she had heard that Jesus heals the sick. For her to try physicians and not get him better and can still have the faith, the belief to leave her worst situation and go after Jesus means that what she heard was that when sick people are prayed for by Jesus, they recover. What do you hear? What are you feeding yourself with? Are you here? Please write this in capital. What if that was all that she knew? What do I mean? What if all she knew about Jesus was that he has power to heal? She didn't know the debate about his birth. She didn't know the type of teaching Jesus has been teaching. What it means is that you can choose what you want to know. You can choose. You can choose what you want to believe. And you can choose what you don't want to believe. You can choose. It's a choice. There are several voices, but she chose to believe. So she said, if he is what I have heard, if I touch but the hem of his garment. So what are you choosing to believe? That this sickness will kill you. That this thing has no solution. That this problem will never end. 
that I have to give up because I didn't eat. You can choose what to believe. You can. You can choose. You can choose. You can choose. 27 to 28. Mark chapter 5. Mark 5, 27 and verse 28. When she had heard of Jesus, Mm -hmm. came in the press Mm -hmm. behind Mm -hmm. and touched his garment. Mm -hmm. For she said, For she said, If I may touch. Oh, for she said, If I I may touch touch but his clothes. But his clothes, I shall what? Behold. Hear me? That was not the first time that people touched Jesus' clothes. It wasn't the first time people touched his clothes and were healed. Luke chapter 6, verse 19. People touched Jesus' clothes. Luke 6, 19. <laughs> and the whole multitude sought to touch him. Uh-huh. For there went virtue out of him. For there went virtue out of him. And healed them all. And healed them all. So, I said you can choose what to hear? What if this is what she heard? The people touch this man and they get healing. She chose what she will believe. She chose what she will believe. You know, somebody could have said that's nonsense. Do you know how many medicines you have tried didn't work? How can you just say, if you touch the man's clothes, you are going to be healed? Is he God? Is he God? But she chose what to believe. You can choose. You can choose. You have that ability to choose what to believe. You have it. She didn't hear negative. She heard positive. She said, if I touch his garment, I will be made whole. And that's a big deal for somebody who has suffered for 12 years. To just say that simple thing. That because she heard, upon all the trials she has tried, and no results. See, sometimes our problem is that we easily give up. You pray the last time, it didn't go, so you have stopped. You thought you believed, it didn't work. So you have given up. <laughs> A woman who has been bleeding for 12 years and have suffered in doctors, I'm sure if you go to her house, her house will qualify for a pharmacy shop. Because you see all manner of um, medicines. Different, different ones. But still, she still believes that if I touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. That is so simple and it's not logical. But that's what miracles are. That you have tried things with processes, chemical proofs, FDA have proven this thing works for this. It is internationally known that this medicine works for this. What is logically proven 
It's still not solving your problem. Then you are telling me you are going to touch a human being's cloth. That one will heal you. Be koni APC answer. I say miracles don't make sense. Miracles, they don't make sense. Miracles are not logical. And I'm telling you, when you study the woman, she's been used to processes. You know, when you are sick, you go to the hospital, by virtue of the scan, they, they analyze the disease, and then they give you medicine, and they tell you you take four in the morning, four in the afternoon, four in the evening. She's used to such processes. But to just come from nowhere and say a simple touch of a man's cloth can make you whole is a lesson we can learn from. That forget about what you know and just move by faith in the power of God. Because all she said, if but, if I might but touch the hem of his garment. Can you imagine the protocols around Jesus? Pushing people left, right. Jesus was going to Jairus' household. Jesus was not coming to her. Bible says she came from behind. So she was not even the focus of Christ. She was not the focus. She wasn't. She was not the focus. She had said to herself, that if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. So the protocols did not even know a miracle has happened. When you believe some things will happen, people around you may not even recognize it. There was nothing special about saying, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. But she received the healing. That is what she said. And straightway, the Bible says the fountain of blood ceased. Bible call it fountain. She said, she acted. She said, she didn't just say it. She acted on what she said. If I touch by the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Look at Matthew chapter 9 verse 21. The same story, but Matthew's account. Matthew 9, 21. Mm-hmm. For she said within herself. She did what? Said within herself. Did you hear that? What have you been saying quietly to yourself? What have you been saying to yourself? You are looking for a miracle. What have you been whispering? What have you been saying unconsciously? What have you been saying about your situation unconsciously? She said what? Within herself. 
Hear me. Faith confession is not for showmanship. It's not for people to say, Charlie. They be not confessing. No, 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 no. She said within herself. She was not broadcasting it for the whole world to hear what she's believing. She said within herself, Me, I'm going to be healed. Me, I'm going to be healed. Me. No, no, no. This year will not pass without me doing this. She said within herself. She said to herself, Hajua, you won't be bleeding again. You won't. After this program, when we come back, after I encounter this man, this pain will never exist again. She said within herself, go to Mark 5.30, Mark also's account. That's amazing. She said within herself, and instantly, the fountain of blood dried up. And then Jesus asked, Mark 5.30. Mark 5.30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself. Immediately, she contacted the power Jesus recognized that power has been taken from him. So I said, miracle happen when you. So Jesus is the miracle, he's the power, but till she tapped the power, the power was not tapped. That's why I said, God is a constant when it comes to miracle. It is you. It is her move. Immediately she touched. Jesus felt that virtue had gone that out of virtue him. had gone out of him of him uh-huh. turned him about in the press and said then jesus turned about and said to her who touched my clothes who touched my clothes and his disciples said unto him thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who the disciples said jesus are you speaking in a figure of speech or you are being literal how can you be in this crowd and say, who touched me? And he looked around. Everybody about... is touching you. Why are you saying, who touched you? Hear me. Jesus was going forward. But this woman, by her faith, brought him backward. Jesus was going forward to Jairus' house. But her faith brought the power of God to her. Her faith... That means your faith can bring the power of God to you. So it's not God, will you heal me? God, will you do this? God, it is not about God. What are you doing with your faith? What are you saying to yourself? What what have you been saying within you? What have you been saying within you? What have you been saying within you? Please write this in capital. In other words, her faith gave direction to the power of God. In other words, her faith gave direction to the power of God. Or you can personalize it and write, my faith can give direction to God's power. It's not God directing. Jesus did not want to, or Jesus didn't focus to heal her. She was not on Jesus' radar. But her faith directed the power of God to her. I am saying that your faith can direct God's power to your case. Your faith. 
They say, I don't even know whether God wants to do it or not. No, no, it's not about God, it's about you. Our faith can give direction to the power of God. Our faith. Please say to yourself, my faith. faith. I don't hear you. Say, my faith faith. will give direction direction. to the power of God. My faith gives direction to the power of God in my life. Hallelujah. Let's say it in this way. The power of God say please say it. The power of God is working in my bones now. The power of God is strengthening my body now. If your faith can't direct it, so you have to direct it to you. Say the power of God is working on my body now. The power of God is healing my body now. My, the power of God is creating what is not in my body and replacing what I lost in the name of Jesus. The power of God is strengthening me now. Now. The power of God. Hallelujah. Because you can give direction. So you are directing the power of God into your body. You are directing the power of God into your personal situation. It is your belief. Are you here? And don't forget, we have said that the power of God does not fail. The power of God doesn't fail. The word of God is powerful. So if you direct it to do what you direct it to do, all you expect is an answer. The Bible says immediately. If 12 years flow can stop immediately, what can stop in your life? Ah, the power of God. He's strengthening my body now. This is very key. Do you know that she didn't get the miracle when she said it? Hello? She started saying it from the house. The miracle didn't happen in the household. What did she say? She was saying, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. So it is not only the saying, but when she eventually acted on her saying. So for miracles to happen, I don't just say what I believe. I act what I believe. So if you believe you are healed, start walking and behaving like you are healed. I listen to miraculous um, men of God that work miracles and they tell you that they tell the sick person to start doing what they could not do before. And in the act of doing what they couldn't do before, the miracles happen. So, I am healed. I am healed. And yet, you are still behaving like you are sick. Your attitude must match your confession. Your attitude towards the miraculous must match your action. 
You want the job? Start drawing your plan your first 100 days. <laughs> if you believe you have it, start choosing your team. That means you have not just said it, you have started acting like. So I said, <laughs> creating the atmosphere, she said what she wants to see. But it, is, it doesn't end as saying. She didn't get the miracle when she said. She got it when she eventually touched the Bible says when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, immediately. Is somebody here? Do you get what I'm saying? So, let me chip this in. So, she didn't get it when she just said, but she got it eventually, right? The Greek says she kept saying. She kept saying. So you don't just say it once and stop. You have to keep what? Saying. No. She kept saying. So you can keep saying that the power of God is working in my body now. The power of God is working in my body now. Effecting healing and a cure now. The power of God is working in my body now. Effecting healing and a cure now. Now. It's now. The power of God is working in my body now. And it is effecting a cure and healing now. Now. Next point. If we are diligent in speaking the word if we are diligent in speaking the word as we diligently take medicine we will walk in the power of God I take some medicine and every morning I remember That before I eat, I have to take it. I religiously take it. The one I take after food, I don't miss it. I'm saying if we religiously or diligently say the power of God is working in my body and effecting miracle healing, now the same way that effect, that belief we have in the doctor's prescription. Doctor Kachi, I'm saying funny, say, say. And you are so you have told everybody around you that this is the prescription. So even people know when you take your medicine, that even if you forget, they remind you. what for know? About 12. If that same diligence we apply to the word of God, we will be walking in the power of God. You didn't take it two days and stopped. You believed in what the doctor said. Why are you not believing in what Pastor is telling you? To effectively, diligently be confessing. The power of God is working in my body now. And it's effecting healing. It is effecting healing. It is effecting healing. Sister, you took that medicine for how long? You didn't even see change. After three months, 
Bibi Kakra. And you are still taking it. You have not stopped. Yet, you prayed. You didn't see anything. Instantly, you have stopped. You keep saying. You keep saying. I keep saying. The power of God is working in my body now. And it is effecting healing. I walk in the miraculous. I believe in the miraculous. I believe in miracles. A miracle is happening to me. In October, I am walking in miracle. I am testifying about miracle. In October, I am seeing a miracle. My testimony has happened in October. My testimony, it has happened. It is a testimony. You say it. You say it. You keep saying it. She kept saying it. Hmm. What if any time a headache or a back pain what if any time a headache or a back pain comes what if the first thing you say to yourself is I can be healed. Not Advil. <laughs> and then I go to be to see. What if? No, no, no. What if? The first thing that comes to your mind when you feel any form of pain, you say to yourself, I will be healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. So the question that I then asked was, what comes to your mind first when you feel pain? What comes to your mind first when you feel a pain? When there is pain in your body, what comes to your mind first? If somebody calls you and says to you, Brian, I've been feeling this bad pain for five days. What comes to your mind first? You're a child of God. If somebody tells you, you have not been able to get out of bed for the past five days, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it the doctor? Is it a medicine you have tried? Or what comes to your mind first? Is to even believe you can pray for the person. You are a child of God. You are giving power. I understand. The old didn't tell us what we have. But now you are not in the old. So stop blaming the old. As you be on bed, you You can't always be referring to the past. We can always be saying, and we were not taught. Now you know who you are. So you can't be referring to what you didn't know. I said, if somebody tells you about a pain, a situation, what first comes to your mind? Hear, this, hear the answer. What comes to your mind first is what dominates. What comes to your mind. Is what is dominant in your thinking. 
If what comes to your mind first is medicine, it means medicine is what is dominant in your thinking. The power of God is less. Or second fiddle. If what comes to your mind first is the power of God. I've told you, don't get me wrong. God and power is not against medicine, no. But it's not our first point of call. It's as simple as that. We believe in the power of God and we take medicine too. But medicine is not first. Jesus is second. I've told you, the people of Israel, 40 days, took no medicine. No doctor prescribed anything for them. The power of God can heal you. You can walk in the miraculous. You can. That the next 40 years of your life, you won't be living on drugs. I won't be living on drugs. I won't. It's not drugs that makes me stay healthy. No. It's the power of God's healing. I take drugs. But it's not that which is sustaining my life. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. So what comes to your mind first is what dominates your thinking. What comes to your mind first when there is an impossible situation? What comes to your mind first when there is an impossible situation? So I said, when you know what comes to your mind first, it shows what has been dominating your thinking. So when she said, So when she heard of Jesus, then she said to herself, if I might by touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She believed for it. She said it. She believed for it. She acted it. I heard a Pastor Chris testimony where he went to a church in Benin City. And he, he preached about healing and miracles. And in the course of the ministration, he held a lady's shoulder in just giving an illustration. At the close of service, the lady comes and says, Pastor, before I came to church, I've been having, I've been experiencing paralyzing in half of my body. And before I came to church, I said that God let this man of God lay hands on me so that I'll be healed. You didn't call me out. But whilst you were doing your illustration, you touched me. And instantly, that feeling I was feeling disappeared. So he said he did not go and pray for the lady. He, he didn't even know 
what was going on in the lady's life. But the lady had said, did he lay hands on her? Yes, but not consciously. He said, I went with my team. My team held my bag. They held my hand. I shook some of them. I put my hand around them. I'm sure some of them had sicknesses and diseases they are believing for. But what were they saying? Now, what brought the lady's miracle was the fact that she said to herself that this man of God, you know, I remember those days. You can say the man of God will lay hands on me. And you're expecting him to call you out. And yet, God would have miraculously made him touch you. But if your faith is... I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So he said, so you You know those days, you wanted a special prayer to feel you are healed. But sometimes, it is not about a special prayer. A simple touch like the woman touching the hem of Jesus' garment. The man of God even touching you unconsciously when he doesn't even know what you have prayed for because your miracle depends on you. The power of God is consistent. The power of God is constant. It is you. It is you and what you say to yourself. It is you. I wanted to give a wrong example. I'm tempted to. No, she had said she would not speak in tongues till I pray for her. Several people prayed for her. She never spoke in tongues. The day I decided, okay, come. She said, can we do it next? I said, no, you said that I'm the person who will let you. Within two minutes. What have you been saying? What have you said inside you? The team came from Nigeria. Several people prayed for it. Mm. So the power of what you say is so important though. The power of what you say. I'm running up. The power of what you say, my dear. Power of what you say. When is a miracle? When is a miracle? Is when you receive the power of God. When is a miracle? Is when you receive the power of God. Let me close. When you receive. Miracle happens. We can say a miracle has happened. When you receive the power of God. And speaking in tongues is a miracle. Salvation is a miracle. Everything about our Christian work is a miracle. It's a miracle. I want to say this to you as I run up. Hear me. Never place a limit on the power of God. Never. Never place a limit on the power of God. 
It can logically not make sense. We have said miracles don't make sense. It is something that doesn't exist. We have said miracle creates what doesn't exist. It can be something you have lost. We have said miracles replaces what has been lost. So never, please, eliminate on the power of God. What God can do and what he can do. Never. What am I saying to myself? What am I believing for? The thing is what you are believing for. Forget your experiences. If she was going to depend on her experiences, she would never give it a try. Forget about what you have tried and it didn't work. Forget about how many times you prayed you didn't see a change. She said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Miracle suspense natural processes. The power of God. The power of God is real. I believe in the power of God. The power of God is working in my situation. The power of God is affecting my situation. It is affecting my situation. It is changing my situation. It is changing my testimony. It is changing my story. The power of God is affecting my body. I am seeing change. I'm experiencing healing. I am working a miracle. I am a testimony. Somebody hears my testimony and gives glory to God. I am a bundle of testimony. What could not happen, happened. What was not possible became possible. Impossibility became a possibility. Oh, what didn't exist was created for my sake. What was taken, it was brought back to me. They came back to re-offer it to me. What they had taken from me. I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. I believe. This was a message from the General Overseer of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Osei. We are available anytime for prayer, support, and counseling. Please don't hesitate to call us on 0544-600-600. That's 0544-600-600. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it.